0: Thanks for joining us here at New Song Church, where we are helping people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions at all, or just want to learn more about us as a church, you can check us out online at mynsc.org. It's the best way to stay connected with us throughout your week. And now, check out this week's sermon.
1: Are you ready to study the Word of God, yes or no? All right. I want to start out by saying, this is, this is a word that God gave me uh, specifically for this day. Um, and it is, it's specifically for those who have been wounded, and not just wounded um, by, by coworkers or by family members, but today we're going to talk about being wounded by people who aren't supposed to be wounding you. People who are Christians, we would say it this way, wounded in the church. And I don't, I don't mean necessarily new song. Uh, but just wounded in the, in the church, capital C, capital C. Like, people have wounded you. They've said things. They've done things to you. It wasn't your fault. You, had, you, you, were, you were innocent in the matter. And yet, wounds happen. And I, I want you to know that, that Jesus, first of all, is a wounded healer. He's wounded healer. How many know that by his wounds, he had some wounds, didn't he? In fact, the very people that welcomed him to Jerusalem ended up wounding him, ended up up crucifying him. And as he's being crucified, as he's being insulted, he he literally prays on their behalf, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. And Jesus, our healer, he's been wounded, everybody. He knows what wounds are about. And he's right here in this room right now. And I, I want you to know, not only does Jesus know what wounds are like, but um, me and my family, we know what wounds are like too. My, uh, let me say it like this. I have been wounded more than once, countless times. My mother, my father, who of course were, were in ministry the course of their lives, and I grew up as a pastor's kid, I, I have seen my parents wounded multiple times by believers, by Christians, by people who shouldn't be wounding somebody else. And I've watched my parents endure wounds. My brother, who goes to church here as well, my brother has been wounded. I have been wounded. I've been wounded by by actions, I've been wounded by lack of actions, I've been wounded by words. I've been wounded. Countless times. My, my mom and dad, they have their own stories. I'm not going to tell their stories. That's, their, that's my mom's story at this point to tell if she wants to tell those stories. I'm not going to tell my brother's stories, although I have several of them that come to mind where people have wounded my brother. I'm not going to tell his stories, and I'm really not going to tell you very many of mine. In fact, very, very few. And I might not even get into specifics because uh, there's no need for that. But I will tell you this, the very people who were supposed to love me and protect me have also been the ones who have thrown me under the bus. They've been the ones who have hurt me with their words, hurt me with their actions, sometimes their lack of action. My my wife and I deal with this um, not very often, but it, it does happen. That there have been times in ministry, and we've been in full-time ministry for 25 years, so I I literally have countless stories that I could share with you. Some of the most significant that stand out to me go something like this. That my wife and I, we knew a family, were part of our church family, and we loved them, and we served them, and on their worst days, we walked beside them. And we prayed for them, and we were there at hospital calls, and we were there at at significant moments of turmoil in their lives, and hugged them and cried with them, and just ministered to them to the very best of our ability. And did that year after year after year. But then as a leader, sometimes I have to make a decision that not everybody likes. And you make one decision that they don't like. And it's, Pastor, I'm out of here. And they leave. And sometimes they don't leave quietly. Just being honest with you. And you want to go to them and say, Don't you realize the amount of time that I've invested in you? And that we we prayed together, and I showed up at your door when you were having a really, really bad day. And I went to the hospitals and and and, and called out to God on your behalf. And I, I walked your family through some struggles, but I made one decision that you didn't like, and all of a sudden you're offended and you're gone. Everybody, that's that hurts. It just hurts. It hurts. I, I want to say this, everybody that your pastor, except for my mom who's here in the room, I don't know if anybody in this room has been wounded more than your pastor. Not by you. So if you're like, oh, what did I do? Just relax, okay? Because I'm getting to the good stuff in a second. I'm getting to the good stuff. But I've, I've been wounded. I've been wounded. I've been wounded. The difference is between me and other people is that I can I can take those wounds and I've learned over the years to develop some thick skin. You have to in ministry. You have to I don't have any other choice except to develop some thick skin and just know my calling and and say, and I've told myself and I've told my family this, hey, I know my calling. I know what I'm supposed to do and I know what I'm not supposed to do. And if that's what they expect of me, I just can't do that. I cannot be that for them. I am fulfilling my calling before God. And one of these days I have to stand before God and God knows my heart that I'm doing the very, very best that I can. So I don't have to answer to them necessarily. I have to answer to my heavenly father. And that keeps me on course, everybody, because I know one of these days the Lord is going to look at me and he's going to say, hey, I gave you gifts. Did you use them for the glory of my name? And I want to be able to say, yes, Father, I did, for the glory of your name. And, and this is the other thing. I, I, know where, I know where the enemy comes from, so I don't ever blame God for what others do. Because one thing about my life is I've never expected people to be perfect. I've never expected that. Because I'm not perfect. And there have been times that I've let other people down. And when I know about those times, we have a saying here among the New Song staff, when we mess up, we own up. When we mess up, how many wish we live in a culture where if you just mess up, you own up, right? And we developed that culture here at New Song. And I want you to know that New Song is one of the healthiest churches you'll ever find. It really is. I promise you that. There's no hidden discord. There's no no unsettled uh, uh, moods around here or unsettled behavior. I'm telling you, we are at peace. We are at rest. We are a healthy church. But that doesn't mean that you haven't been wounded in the past. It doesn't mean that somebody hasn't attacked you and you didn't deserve it. It doesn't mean that you thought a Christian was going to act a certain way and then you found out that that Christian didn't actually act that way. And it it hurts, doesn't it? It hurts. A lot of people are like, I'm not going to go to church anymore. If that's what the church is all about, can I tell you something? Many years ago now, over 20 years ago, I was wounded to such a degree by not only Christians, but by Christian leadership that my first response was, if this is what ministry is about, I don't want to have anything to do with it. I'm out. And as soon as I thought that thought, I knew I wasn't out because I knew I would be disobeying the call of God upon my life and I would never want to do that. And I said, okay, God, you've got to help me. And yet... Had I listened to that voice, if this is what ministry is all about, then I'm out. Look what I would have missed out on. Look what I would have missed out on, everybody. Hundreds and hundreds of people coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ because (laughs) even though I was wounded, I stayed faithful to God, to the call, and to others. And there's a lot of people In this world that have been wounded, and they've actually walked away from God and they've walked away from others. What a terrible thing. They listen to the wrong voice. They listen to the enemy. Do I have your attention? Have you ever been wounded? By people who are supposed to love you, have you ever been wounded? By those who are supposed to have your back, have you ever been wounded? And today is going to be a day of healing for you, and I can tell you, everybody, as much as I tell those stories about wounds that my wife and I have received, and I want you to know that Jesus has healed us. He not only did then, but we live in a constant state of healing. We live in a constant state of, of, of the miraculous in our lives because we've just chosen the truth. And the truth is not my emotions but the truth is the word of God. The truth is the heart of God, the character, the nature, the will of God. And so I just live by the truth. I don't live according to my emotions. And I hope that you can look at my life and say one thing I know about Pastor Justin, he's rock solid. He's rock solid. He's immovable. But you say that in a good way though. (laughs) Can I I just minister to you just for a little while? I want to share some thoughts with you. I, I love... What Psalm 51, 17 says, my sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, God, will not despise. So I want you to know if you've been broken, you can come to God and he never turns you away, ever. In fact, I'm going to read a portion of scripture because we're talking about wounds inside of the church, capital C, that, that, that many of you have received, and maybe some of you haven't. And for those of you who've never been wounded by somebody, this will be a great chance for you to commit yourself to never wounding somebody. To saying, you know what, no matter what I do, I'm not going to act like the other people have acted. I'm going to live my life above reproach. Look at, what, look at what Psalm 55 verse 12 says. Maybe you don't even know that this is in the Bible, but this is actually, this topic is in the Bible multiple times, can I tell you. But I love this. of Psalms, if an enemy were insulting me, I can endure it. I mean, that's expected. If a foe were rising rising against me, I could hide. But But it's you, a man like myself, my companion, my close friend, with whom I once enjoyed sweet fellowship at the house of God as we walked among the worshipers. It would be easy to endure if it was somebody who hated me. It would be easy to endure if it was an enemy of mine, but the truth of the matter is I'm hurt by somebody who I used to love being with, who I fellowshiped with, who, who I went to the house of God with, and we worshiped God together, and they've wounded me. It's in Scripture, everybody, meaning God isn't surprised when Christians attack Christians. In fact, he put in his words some remedies, some helps. For us to be healed. I want you to write this down. Letter A: that to be broken is the series that we're in. To be broken is to be damaged, fractured, or wounded. To be broken is it, it, presenting yourself in this manner of just saying, I'm torn apart. I've been wounded. In fact, the Bible is going to give a clear description after a little bit. And I'm going to give you, give you the three responses that often happen here. Here are the responses. People often respond to brokenness by announcing the pain. That they get hurt and their automatic response is, well, I'm going to tell everybody what so-and-so did because that ain't right. I'm going to tell everybody what I just endured. I'm going to tell as many people as I can. I'm going to announce the pain. I'm going to announce the pain. Everybody, can I tell you something not wise? Not wise, not good. Let me say it even further. Not Christ-like to announce the pain. You can go to a trusted friend. You can go to a spouse. You can go to your pastor. But we don't go out to a bunch of people and just announce the pain. You know what I've often found when people go about announcing the pain? They want to get back. They're, they're just trying to get back. Well, I'm going to teach them a lesson. I'm going to let everybody know what they've done. That is not the heart of God. Or it's attention. I just want, I just want attention. Give me attention. Somebody help the hurting go away. Somebody tell me that I'm, that I'm loved. That, uh, somebody needs to affirm me because they didn't affirm me. They hurt me. Now I want as many people as I can to affirm me. And you're counting on others for your affirmation. You're running to others before you're running to God. I'm going I'm to say something, even with my own mother in, in the room. You know, my father passed away a couple of years ago. I've been wounded multiple times, multiple times in which I, they never know. They, they had no idea why, because I didn't go announcing it. I didn't have to run to them. I just ran to God. I knew who I had to go to. And my wife and I, we just walked through that together. But there have been times where the wounds were deep enough that I did have to go to my parents and say, hey, I just need some help here. I need to I need to filter these things. I need to sift through my emotions and I need somebody who's wiser than me to deal with this. But they were trusted and I knew that they weren't going to say anything. I knew that they were going to keep it between us and that they were going to help me and and teach me and instruct me that they couldn't solve the problem, but they could help help God solve me. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You need to go to somebody like that. But don't go around announcing the pain. It's a typical response. I think it's a terrible one. The second one is you get to the point, you know this, avoiding the persons. You just want to avoid the persons. Well, I'm just not going to go there anymore. Well, I'm just, I'm not going to be with them. I'm not going to be their friend. I'm, if, oh, they're going to that service. I'm going to go to another service. They're going to that church. I'm going to go to another church. And they just, they end up avoiding the, the person. Can I tell you something? I, I have learned, and I learned this a long, long time ago. I don't avoid anybody that I am so secure in my calling. I'm so secure in who I am in Christ Jesus. I know my heart. I know my motives. I know that that to the best of my ability, I've embraced purity in my life. I've embraced integrity in my life. And maybe not everybody agrees with me, but I don't avoid anybody. Why? I I don't have to. I don't have to. I have nothing to hide. I'm an open book. And I will love you with the love of the Lord. Lord even when my emotions aren't attached to it, I'm going to love you anyway. I'm going to act as if nothing ever happened. It's tough to do. But everybody, can I tell you, if I can do it, you can too. By the grace and the power of God, don't live your life avoiding others. Because if you do that, you're giving them power over your life. You're letting them be in control over your life. I will have no, nobody control me except my Heavenly Father. I want to be controlled by Him. I don't want to be controlled by people who are negative, people who have spoken harshly, people who have disagreed, and, 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 and you know that tendency is oh, I'm going to avoid them. I don't want to be controlled by them. I want to go where I want to go and do what I want to do. Is that, is that, is that sinful of me? I don't think so. I like, think it's confidence. Confidence in who I am in God and confident that I can love you no matter what you do. Jesus loved the very people that put him on the cross. In fact, while, they're putting it, while he's hanging on the cross, he's actually praying for them. If you know me and you know sort of my story, there was this one very large wound that I received years ago. And it's the one where I wanted just to walk away from ministry. If this is what ministry is, I don't want to have anything to do with it. And I go home and I tell my wife what happens. And my brother was actually there that night, so he knows full well. And I, I, I weep and I weep and then I weep some more. And I'm laying in bed and I'm just sobbing. And my wife is holding me. And she said, "What are we going to do?" And I said, "The Bible says that we bless our enemies." And I'm going to speak a blessing over them tonight. So not only did I not run away from ministry and not run away and avoid the people who wouldn't, I had to see them every week for a long time to come. For like the next year, I had to see them every single Sunday. And that night, though, I set the tone in my life. I will not harbor unforgiveness in my life. I bless them in the name of Jesus. And I spoke a blessing over them in tears, in the pain, in the middle of the pain, I blessed them. And God brought freedom in my life that night. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to live my life avoiding them. I wanted to live my life blessing them because that's what the Bible tells me to do. That's what my heavenly father tells me to do. And I want to honor him. I want to honor him. So I bless them. The the third thing that people do when they respond to brokenness, they announce the pain, they avoid the persons, or they abandon the people, abandoning the people. And this is what happens in church a lot. Somebody in in church, somebody as a Christian, just says something or does something to you, and you're, you're offended, you're hurt, you're wounded, and all of a sudden you don't just avoid the person, you abandon the people. You just give up on the church in general. You just walk away. You just walk away. Everybody, that is not the heart of God. It's not the heart of God. What that is, is choosing your plan over God's plan. It's choosing to be wounded for the rest of your days instead of being healed. It's choosing a life of unforgiveness instead of a life of forgiveness that we've been called to. And it's the wrong thing to do just the wrong thing to do. I was reminded of this in Luke chapter 4, verse 16. You're, you're going to recognize this portion of scripture. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, this is about Jesus. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Watch what he says. Jesus said that he was sent to heal the brokenhearted. Let's stop right there. That one of the things that Jesus loves to do, one of the things that he was sent to do, was not only to seek and save that which is lost, but one of the things he was called to do and is called to do today, even in this room because he's here right now, is to heal the brokenhearted, those who have been wounded, those who have been damaged, you've been fractured in life. And I want you to know that Jesus is here right now, And when he's here, and since he is here, his healing power is here. His healing virtue is here. And I believe, I'm believing that he's going to heal you today. And and I know there's not much laughter in this sermon. There's not, because this is really serious for a lot of people in this room. As I've been praying about this all week, my heart has just been broken for you. But not in a bad way in a way that just so desperately cries out and prays, God, please heal your people. Heal your people. Let today be a day of healing. You said, Pastor, how do I do that? How do I be healed? I'm going to give you some statements that bring healing into your life. And The first one, this is a statement of faith, and and you're not going to see it as a statement of faith. In fact, you're going to see this as a statement of works. But I promise you it's not. It is a statement of faith that you need to proclaim and to embrace to enjoy healing in your life. Let Number one, write this down. That I am responsible for my relationship with God no matter what others do to me. That is a statement of faith. That I am responsible for my relationship with God no matter what others do to me. Let me ask you a question. Why blame God for something somebody did? Why blame God for something that a person did? And yet it happens all the time when somebody's wounded by a Christian or wounded by the church. All of a sudden they start blaming God and and they, 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 uh, they announce the pain. They avoid the persons or they abandon the people. Well, God, this is all of your fault. I'm out. Can I tell you something? That your relationship with God does not depend upon what others do to you. Is it affected? You have to work through some things? Absolutely. But if you go and stand before God one day and say, well, God, it's not my fault. It's theirs. God's going to look at you and say, no, I gave you every resource to be free from the pain. To be made whole. I gave you every resource. You you, you, didn't, you didn't handle it the way that I wanted you to. That you needed to. See so your relationship with God. You're responsible for it. No matter what other people do to you. It, and, and it comes across the scriptures like this. This is not in your notes, but it just hit me this morning. Ephesians chapter 4, I believe, says that we bear with one another in love. Why do we bear with each other in love? Because people can be bears, right? Like people, some people can be unbearable. And yet the Bible says, I think Paul writes to the Ephesians and says, listen, you need to bear with one another in love. He would not have said that had every day been easy. See, he could have written, oh, by the way, since you're all Christians now, every day is going to be easy. Nobody's ever going to offend you. Nobody's ever going to bother you. He doesn't say that. He said, by the way, there's going to be some people in your life that are going to cause friction in your life. They're going to cause some brokenness in your life, and you have to bear with one another in love. He wrote it because he knew we would need it. The Holy Spirit inspired that verse because he knew that we were going to need it. I don't want to need that verse, (laughs) but I need it. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't want that verse in my life. I don't want to have to deal with that verse in my life because that means somebody's wounding me. I don't like that, but I have have to have it because it happens. It happens. James 4.17 says this, If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Well, pastor, what, what am I supposed to do? Well, let's look at Matthew chapter six, 14 and 15 says, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. That, that's one of those verses that I wish we could take the, the biblical magic eraser and just write just erase that out of there, because we don't like that verse. Nobody's going to go home and memorize that verse today, I'm guessing. But yet it's there. And that's a heavy verse. Meaning, we're supposed to reflect Christ in the world. We're supposed to walk as Jesus walked and live as Jesus lived. And Jesus lived a life of forgiveness. Even as He's being wounded, He's choosing to forgive. And we're expected to do the same thing. Why? Because we also are children of God. It's, it's what our Father wants of us to forgive. Say, Pastor, I, I don't know how really to forgive. I, I don't know how to do that. Or, Pastor, I, I think it's impossible. I've been carrying around this thing for a long time. Can I, can I tell you something? When you don't know what to pray, pray about it. When you don't know what to pray, pray about it. God, I'm really struggling with this person. They've wounded me and everything within me says, don't forgive them. But God, I read what your word says. I'm asking you, Father, to give me the heart to forgive. Give me the heart to love them anyway. Because I want to be obedient to your word before I'm obedient to my emotions. I want to be obedient to your word before I'm obedient to my emotions. So when you don't know what to pray, you pray about it. If you don't have the heart for forgiveness, you pray for it. And can I tell you that forgiveness is wise because the Bible says that we are to forgive, so that is wisdom. This is wisdom in print. If the Bible says to ask for, or or to live a life of forgiveness, and that's wise, then we can ask for that, and God doesn't withhold he won't withhold that from you. And he'll give you a heart to forgive. And, I, and you say, how do you know? Because, because I've forgiven people over and over and over and over again. I hate to say this, but I live a life of forgiveness. And that means people are hurting me. There have been days where I've just walked out of the office. I've looked at my wife and said, babe, I just got to go. I just, I just, I got to break. I got to take a break. And she knows what I'm saying. I just gotta go spend some time with God and get my heart straight, get my mind straight. Here's why, everybody. Can I tell you something? Sheep are messy. And I'm a shepherd. Ask my mom today before she before you leave. Are sheep messy? Oh, but don't tell any stories, mom, all right? Unless you want to. Sheep are messy. Sheep are messy. Even shepherds need a break every now and then. Even even other sheep need a break every now and then. Or you just need to go by yourself for a little while. Go to your secret place and pray. Say, Father, I need your help. I want to get my heart right in this matter. I want to love those who are acting very unlovely. And I want to obey your word. I don't want to obey my emotions. Well, that's powerful stuff right there. Number two, write this down. Here's some good news for you. Here's a statement of faith that brings healing. That brokenness gives me access to a blessing. Did you know that? That brokenness actually gives you access to a blessing. So if you're broken, you can take that by faith. Father, I thank you. That my brokenness, these wounds, this damage that I've received, it just gives me access to a blessing. Let, let me explain this to you, everybody, that Matthew 5:3 says, "Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven." How many know the kingdom of heaven is a blessing? And by the way, that's not talking about just the future kingdom of heaven. The, the kingdom of heaven is the power, the dominion, the authority of God. It is the kingdom. The kingdom of God is God's authority, His dominion, His power. So your brokenness, your brokenness gives you access to the power and the dominion and the authority of God in your life. That word, when it says, blessed are the poor in spirit, it, the, 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 the word spirit there in the Greek is pneuma. And it, and it literally means wind or Breath. So let me say this a different way. Blessed are those in, in which they've they used to have the wind in their sails, but they don't now. No more wind in their sails. Blessed are the ones who got who got the breath knocked out of them. Have you ever been. Have you ever got the, neck, the the breath knocked out of you? You got the, the wind knocked out of you? Uh, one time, I, I remember the first time I ha- it happened when I was just a little kid. I was playing on the playground. I was swinging. I fell off, landed straight on, the, on my back. And you know how it is. <laughs> you remember that? But another time, I was a freshman in, in, in high school. And uh, we, were, we we're doing this drill as, as on the football team. We are doing this drill, and it's where you have a two-by-four laid out, and one guy gets on one end of the two-by-four. The other one gets on the other, and, and the idea is to knock the other guy off, and you can hit as hard as you, as you want to hit. Well, I, I, of course, the coach lined me up with another guy that was a big guy. He was a linebacker. I was a lineman, and he put us on there, and this linebacker just knocked the snot out of me. And I, I'm telling you, just knock the breath, knock the wind right out of me. And I'm laying on my back. Uh, uh. He's like, oh, dude, did that hurt? I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, I hit you really hard because you hit me really hard last time. You know, like I was going to make you learn a lesson. And, and, and it's that moment that you get, it's just everything's gone and you get scared. It's just the, the wind get knocked, gets knocked out of you. And he says, hey, blessed are those who get the wind knocked out of you because you're about ready to see the the authority, the dominion, and the power of God in your life. See, brokenness is a pathway to blessing. That's That's what Nancy Lee DeMoss writes. Brokenness is the pathway to blessing. So if you've been broken, and you're faithful anyway, can I tell you something? God is going to reward you. He's going to reward you. If you're damaged, if somebody's fractured you, And you just move forward in faith anyway. You move forward in forgiveness, God is going to reward you. He's going to bless you for it, I promise you. Number three, here's a statement of faith that brings healing God is putting the pieces of my heart back together. I I would just tell you, I would encourage you, just say that as you're walking alone. Father, thank you that you're putting the pieces of my heart back together. I've been wounded, I've been broken. But I will not stay this way. You're putting the pieces of my life back together. You're putting my heart back together. I love what Psalm 34, 18 says. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. If you are brokenhearted, I, I, I want you to know something. That God is near. That he's close to the brokenhearted and he wants to minister to you. I was really praying about this final word, this final moment, I should say, this final moment that we have together. And as I was praying about it, I said, Father, what, how do you want me to end this? How, how, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? And the Lord just put something in my heart, put something in my mind, actually, two things. And the first thing is this, and I really do feel that this, I really believe that this is from the heart of God for us today. That living in the past will always keep you from your best future. Living in the past will always keep you from your best future. So I've gotten to this place in my life, I don't even think about the past. I'm just looking ahead. I just think about the future. I think about the blessings of God. I think about honoring God and living my life for the glory of his name. So I realize if I live in my past, it will not produce my best future. Had I chosen to live in my past, I would not be sitting here today. I was wounded so deeply. It was so significant in my life that if I had not chosen to forgive, I promise you, I would not be sitting here today. But I knew something. To live in that would keep me from God's best. And I wasn't going to let somebody control my future by living in my past. I wasn't going to give them that power. I was going to live free. Free from the pain. I was going to live free of unforgiveness. And I can honestly tell you today, there is not one person that I have not truly forgiven who has wounded me. And I have a lot but I've forgiven them all not in my own strength but in the strength that God gives me I live a life of forgiveness and I also live a life of thick skin I've just chosen that how many know we're too easily offended today this world, not just in the church, i am just been in the world, too easily offended. We need to get over ourselves and live for the glory of God and live a life of forgiveness. The second thing that the Lord told me is how to, how to end this, and it's very short, it's very quick. He gave me a blessing that I was to speak over you. Before I speak this blessing, there's a question that I want to ask. But before we do that, let's all stand up. Is this, what, this is how we're going to end it today. A very unique ending. I, I don't know that I've ever done this before. Help your people. Set your people free, Lord. I'd like everybody just to look at me just for a second here. This the, the Lord's about to bring some healing to some of your lives. I really fully believe, again, this is just under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I want to ask you a question. This is very humbling for me to do. This is not something I would have come up with on my own. I really don't believe that. On behalf of all of those who have hurt you, on behalf of all of those who have wounded you, damaged you, you who find yourself in this room today broken, I'm going to ask you a question on behalf of all of those who have wounded you will you forgive me? Just pretend that I'm that person hopefully I'm not but who is it that hurt you? and on their behalf I ask you this question will you forgive me? And in your heart, I hope you say yes. Stop living in the past. It is keeping you from your best future. Would you close your eyes with me? If you deal with unforgiveness in your life, even if you don't, and if you don't have struggles that you know of, let's all do something, is I'm going to speak this blessing over all of you. Would you open your hands toward heaven and receive this from the Lord? Heavenly Father, in the presence of your dear Son, who came to heal the brokenhearted, who's in this room and in our lives right now. I bless my church family with a heart of forgiveness. And may they realize the level of forgiveness that they have received from you followed by the desire and the decision to forgive those who have wounded them and I speak over them the blessings of healing in every area of their lives and may they walk in freedom and love all of their days Heavenly Father I declare that you will pour your spirit into their lives into their hearts and into their minds And may they be filled to overflowing with hearts of compassion, with hearts of mercy, and with hearts of forgiveness. New song, in the name and by the power of Jesus Christ, be healed and set free from the wounds, from the damages that you did not deserve, but you received nonetheless. Be healed, new song, in Jesus' name. Now let's just worship the Lord. We thank you, Father, for our healing. I worship you today, God. I thank you for healing your people. Today, we've chosen a life of forgiveness. We've chosen to walk in freedom. And it's not by our might. It's not by our power, but it's by your spirit that we're able to do it. So spirit of God, fill us to overflowing as we live a life of surrender, live a life of forgiveness. We thank you for doing it according to your will according to your word it's done those strongholds in our life they are now broken in the name and by the power of Jesus Christ our Savior and we say to you thank you thank you for setting us free thank you for breaking every bondage in our life thank you for healing the broken hearted we love you and we honor you and we worship you with all of our hearts We leave this place with joy in our hearts, being completely set free. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to tell you something. If you ever need to talk, if you ever need some help, just contact us. That's what we're here for. We love seeing people set free by the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. How many still believe in the power of Jesus? He's able to do it. He's able to do it. So you've you've taken the weight, you've laid it down today. Don't pick it back up. Do not live in your past any longer. You've been set free. It will keep you from your best future. So it's done. Be free in Jesus. God bless you guys. I'll see you next Sunday morning.
0: As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in what God is doing through your life. And we would love to continue on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to mynsc.org slash connect. Thank you to all of you who consistently give, serve, and pray. You are the ones that God is using to truly make a difference in our community as we live out our mission of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ.
1: We hope you tune in next week.